American airplane dropped one bomb on Hiroshima. Ich bin ein Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this. American people, I think, is good people. They are. They have not to charge with the guilty of all the. Back lives. to the Cold War episode two one nine, a real episode <laughs> this time. Yes. Uh, my little uh, buddy, how you yes. doing over there in uh, Taiwan land? <laughs> I believe you've you've sent your emissary to Taiwan yes. because yeah. um, you know you just don't give a fuck anymore. When we want to scare people, and you've heard of that policy, scared straight. Whenever we want to do that, we just send Nancy Pelosi. She scares yeah, the shit out of me. She scared me. Yeah, <laughs> me. You scared the shit out of me. She too. scared my testicles. I haven't seen him in a week, but um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> we're not here to talk about Taiwan. We did no. enough of that a few episodes ago. Yes. Uh, we are back to the Korean War. Mm-hmm. For the people who can't remember where we left off, because it was so long ago, back in, I don't know, a couple of months ago. Um, so the, the, the Chinese came in, basically kicked the UN forces, which is mostly the US forces, mm-hmm. under Big Mac Daddy, General MacArthur, mm-hmm. pretty much right down to the very nether regions, the crotchetal region, the taint of Korea. They kicked them down. That's, <laughs> They're balancing on the... Yes, that small... <laughs> The bit of land between the anus and the vagina, just right there. Just, yeah. Mm. The taint. Yeah, they're down in the taint. Yeah. Uh, on the morning of the 28th of November, 1950, right. uh, Truman yes. got a phone call from General Bradley that said the Chinese have come in with both feet. Ooh. Now, yes. You know, I've had a Chinese masseuse make me come with both feet, but that's not. That was the first thing that Truman. I was hoping that's what thought. it was because you're you waking up. Yeah, you know, it's you're waking up with a phone call and somebody what? says Chinese come both feet. It's obviously where you. That's where happy I went. finish. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, happy, happy, joy, that was joy. The name happy, of my masseuse. Exactly. Happy finish. Yeah. Happy feet. Happy, happy joy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the original version of oh, uh, yeah, it was a porn. George a porn Miller's out. animated uh, Penguin oh. film, Happy oh, Feet, was yeah. about yeah. Chinese uh, yeah. happy finishes, happy have, endings. Have you this ever seen happy endings? Right, I'm sorry. Have you ever seen a penguin rub one out? Fascinating. There's a documentary. <laughs> I'll, I'll send you the link. I have seen a monkey do it in the Bundaberg Zoo when I was a kid. <laughs> it was fascinating. You... God. Were you scarred for life, or were you like, all right, no, challenge no. accepted? Like, oh, that's how you okay. do it. Oh, I get it. <laughs> you got to get fast and furious. Vigorous. Right. Yeah, 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 very fast and furious. Chinese have come in with both feet, General sorry. Bradley said. Of course, uh, the U.S. positioned this as a, quote, an act of brazen aggression. <clears throat> Shock. End quote, according to Dean Acheson. Right. Um Again, you know, I've said this before and I'll say it again. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I was reading the New York Times, Thomas Friedman this morning, who was uh, complaining, right. rightly, about Nancy Pelosi's visit to Taiwan. Yeah. But he also said at a time like this, we need to be focused on the big picture, which is uh, helping Ukraine against uh, Russia's unprovoked aggression. I'm right. Like, mm-hmm. All these unprovoked. Was it unprovoked? Really? Really? Was it unprovoked? 
Just one Same as this. Is yeah. it really brazen aggression, really, right. or is it just defence, self-defence? <laughs> Dean Rusk, then the second assistant secretary of state for Far Eastern Affairs, later to become secretary of state right. under JFK, declared at a meeting of the National Security Council on November 28th that the Chinese intervention, quote, should not be on our conscience since these events are merely the result of well-laid plans and were not provoked by our actions. No. You know, number one rule of of American diplomacy is if you say it loud enough and enough times, uh, it's the truth. Yeah, yeah. We didn't. Who said that? Wasn't it Goebbels? Goebbels. Doctor. If you Gables, say yeah. a lie, yeah. if if you if you tell a lie loud enough and long enough, it becomes the truth, yeah. accepted as truth, yeah. or something like All that. All yeah. we did was take our army from Japan, bring it over, shoot at you guys, march up to the Chinese border, and then you went ate shit. I was coming with a gift. I don't know what more I could have done to make that clear. The gift was the a bullet. The gift of American freedom. Yeah. <laughs> In the form of a shell. But, um, yeah, they, they went all ape shit on us. But if I could real quick before you go on, after uh, Truman got that car uh, call a couple days ago when, when the National Security Council met, they all agreed, and this is important, Truman, Secretary of Defense Marshall, the Joint Chiefs of Staff, they said, an all-out war with China must be avoided. I think at that meeting there were probably clear heads, but the situation is about to get muddled, and that firm belief is going to be weakened over the next couple of weeks and months. But they started out going, hey, hey, no, whatever, whatever, no all-out war with China, but we're going to see what happens. Mm. Mm. Well, the American, I, 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 Americans struggle to understand cause and effect, right. I think. Is, uh, I think it's effect and cause, Cam. I think you'll find it's effect and cause. <laughs> effect and cause. Yeah. That's the American version. Yeah, it's it's yeah. It, 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 Americans really struggle with this um, then and now. Yeah. Um, this whole idea that countries do things quite often uh, as a retaliation against something that's happened to them or something they believe is about to happen to them. Right. American uh, diplomats, American governments, uh, military, Generals, political yeah. leaders mm-hmm. don't like to acknowledge that. They just like to run roughshod over that. Ah, we didn't do anything. They attacked me. It wasn't us. Don't look at me. Yeah. It's, it's the uh, – okay. hold on. I've got a – I should have this as a clip. This is, this is America every time a country does something that America uh, provoked but doesn't like. It's you against the world, is it? What the fuck did I do? You hear me? Rawls is giving you up. What the fuck did I do? You can't shut your mouth. What the fuck did I do? What the fuck did I do? What the fuck did I do? Jesus, what the fuck did I do? What the fuck did I do? What the fuck did I do? Shut the fuck up. You're dead to us now. You're an asshole, McNulty. What the fuck did I do? (laughs) You gave a fuck when it wasn't your turn to give a fuck. God. (laughs) That's what tens of thousands of American soldiers were saying as they were just south of the Chinese border. What did I do? I'm just, I'm here. What the fuck I'm did shopping. I do? I'm, I'm, I'm a tourist with my rifle. Anyway. 
And as we've said many times before, this is still the case. The Americans were convinced that China couldn't and wouldn't act on their own. The Russians had to be behind oh, this yeah. because the Chinese yeah. are, you know, chinky, chunky <laughs> uh, barbarians. They right. can't think for themselves. Right. You know, the they have to have somebody pulling their strings. Well, at least the Russians are white. Oh, my God, I can't believe he just said that. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. The CIA predicted that the Russians would give the Chinese maximum support. Uh, Beetle Smith, still running the CIA at this point, said there was now a much better case than they previously thought for believing Russia plans for war soon. They probably do not plan on war now, but are willing to have it if they can bog us down in Asia. Now, to the best of my knowledge, the last thing that Stalin wanted in 1950 was a war with the United States anywhere. Right. Because, A, he knew they had a bomb and he didn't have one yet. And B, B, uh, he's rebuilding. He's got nothing. His country was destroyed. I mean, he can probably... Go ahead. He's busy. I mean, he could probably front up an army if he had to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but not a great. But move. but I don't think that there's anything yeah. that suggests. In fact, it's all to the contrary. Stalin's telling everybody in Moscow, right. the last thing he wants is a war with America. Like yeah. you know, he's terrified. He's paranoid of going to war with America. He does. He doesn't want that right now. Maybe ten years yeah. from now, he doesn't survive that long. But he might think. Maybe if I survive ten years, maybe we'll be ready. Yeah. But he's in his seventies. Like, he, 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 you know, he doesn't want war. But the, the yeah. CIA, uh, all of America was convinced that Russia wanted a war with the United States, which is just crazy. Yeah. This reminded me, and of course, this is very irresponsible of Bedell Smith, the head of the CIA, telling the prisoner, oh, the, we, we, we kind of suspected the Russians were behind this, but now we feel a lot better, a lot more confident in saying yes the Russians are behind this. I mean, that's I mean, that's negligible. That's negligible. That's with, criminal. It's criminal. But did that not remind, or at least it reminded me of when? Oh God, who is the guy in the White House talking to Bush when he was talking about uh, weapons of mass destruction in Iraq? He said, "Look, it's a slam dunk, Mr. President. We all. It's so obvious. We all know that. Everybody knows it. Mm. And so that's our justification mm. for going to war. I mean, and I wanted to ask you this, and I'll just make this real quick." When I was reading these pages, as pages, I was getting the idea that this was the beginning of America's bludgering attempts at foreign policy and military intervention. It's going to go on and on and on, and it's going to continue, obviously, up until today. But I, I just get the sense that the the circus that American foreign policy is and was almost starts here. They're getting everything wrong and now they're about to overreact to all of the wrong information i'm like when you're not sure of what to do you don't do anything and these guys are doing the exact opposite and i just got i just felt like this was the beginning of where america is just pushing its it's what using its weight pushing everybody around and demanding absolute obedience from everybody and then they're confused when someone stands up and resists them yeah you just got to remember this right jerry just remember it's not a lie if you believe it. <laughs> well, George must have been the Secretary of fucking State because mwah, that's exactly what they're doing. MacArthur kept demanding reinforcements. Uh, was told, though, that the only available unit was the 82nd Airborne Division. Right. Now, I don't know if you know much about the 82nd Airborne Division, mm-hmm. Ray, but if, if you've seen Stripes... Right. 
Uh, that's basically that's what you're looking yes. at here. Like even yes. MacArthur was like, "Oh yeah. fuck me, those <laughs> guys." Yeah. Do you know what the 82nd Airborne's uh, slogan was? And I think they got it from Bill Murray. That's the fact, Jack. I think is what it is. <laughs> I thought it was. What the fuck did I do? <laughs> it's both. It's um, both. It's both. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, they kept the 82nd yeah. Airborne back because in case the Soviets made a move, they wanted to have them. But yeah, the 82nd Airborne is not going anywhere. Yeah. So that's all they had in terms of reinforcement. So MacArthur kept insisting that they let him use Chiang Kai-shek's forces <laughs> right. in Formosa, a.k.a. Taiwan. Yeah. Um, and again, they said, mm, no. no. Because back then they knew that that would just piss the Chinese off, yeah. any involvement with Formosa, Taiwan. Now apparently they think it's fine. Yeah. Uh, you know, Biden would be sending him in. Biden would be like, oh, yeah, oh, absolutely. That makes complete sense. Let's send in Taiwan. It's not going to upset the Chinese at all. Right. You're not letting me use the Nationalist Army. You're not. You're, you're tying my hands when it comes to bombing around the Yellow River. Do you want me to win this war or not? Mm. Well, we do, but <laughs> we don't want you to make it worse, basically, is what they're saying. Exactly. Um, again, because they're, they're sort of walking this delicate line, as are the Chinese, the Americans are walking this delicate line where they want to win, but they don't want to end up... They don't want to end up in a full-blown war yeah. with China because they think Russia's going to get in. Americans don't want that no. as much as they think the Russians do want that. Right. Uh, but neither side really wants that, including the Chinese, as we'll see. Thank you God. know, Mao is really playing a delicate dance here because mm. he wants to win, but he also doesn't want a full-blown right. war with the United States. So everyone is sort of dancing around the edges here. No one's really committing to war. No one's really committing to peace either. Right. It's it's right. this uh, sort of weird stalemate dance. Why do you keep pointing at me? No, 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 I, I apologize. I, um, I was pointing at your... Uh, no, I'm just joking. No, but so I, what I wanted to add was... So behind the scenes, everybody's going, look, we got to be fucking careful here. We got to take it easy. This could get ugly real quick. And the good news is everybody's saying that. The bad news is when it comes to um, when it comes to public statements, those have a different tone to them altogether. We'll get to that. But it but at least behind the scenes, I feel better going, OK, let's not let's not fuck this up. Let's not blow it out of proportion. But then they start making public statements that ramps up the tension and it defeats the purpose. All of the senior soldiers wanted to bomb Chinese cities and targets directly, oh. not just MacArthur. They all wanted to take it to China. Right. But the White House keeps saying no yeah. on that. Bradley, General Bradley, wrote on the 3rd of December, we used to say that an attack on a platoon of United States troops meant war. Would anyone believe that now if we don't react to the Chinese attack? No one wanted war with China, he said, but if the 8th Army were driven out of Korea, the United States should hit Chinese cities. But he also said he would not advocate putting men into China, but wondered whether we could come home and just forget the matter. I, eh, I vote we'd for, go, ah, listen. I vote that. Yeah. yeah. Korea Maria. So let it go. He's, let it go. He's saying on one hand, look, we should attack, but on the other hand, we could also just walk away and <laughs> Here's an idea. let's never speak right. of this again yes. kind of thing. That, that country that shall not be named. Let's do that. Yeah. In Tokyo, 
from the first moment that the Chinese got involved, Dougie Mac started just issuing a flood of bulletins oh, and statements. That's, his, that's what he's best at. Yeah. And they all sort of drifted further and further from reality as they <laughs> went on. Like, like, he just became more and more convinced of his own bullshit. Yes. And convinced that he could convince others of his bullshit if he just said it loudly enough and publicly enough, as we'll see. He likes to play the uh, manufacturing consent card of trying to get the public on board. Yes. First, he declared that his own drive up to the Yalu had driven the Chinese to intervene. Right. You know, probably the correct assumption there. Right. Um, but he said that in doing that, he, he sort of forced them to get started earlier than they would have anyway because he believed that right. there was this massive... Chinese, Russian, communist offensive to take over the world that they've been preparing for. But by driving his forces up to the Yalu, he caught them by surprise. Right. And, and, and he it's coitus interruptus. He's like, listen, I know this looks messy. Cock block, baby. Yeah. yeah but uh, yeah. I interrupted their plans to take over the world. Right. Um, he You're also welcome. wrote that they had built... They had frickin' lasers on frickin' shark's heads <laughs> on a secret moon base where they had a giant robot version of Hitler right. who was hiding away on the dark side of the moon and was going to come down and shoot lasers. And people were like, uh-huh, uh-huh, I mean, that's, uh, yeah. uh-huh. No, but to, no, li- really, but to literally go, I don't want to hear the words thank you, that's not why I'm here, but I did mess up their plans to take over the world. You're welcome. MacArthur out. I mean, no one. He, he also said that he believed injecting uh, <laughs> semen or bleach, right? <laughs> or bleach <laughs> is where I was going. Injecting bleach into your lungs right. could cure uh, COVID. Uh, yeah, he, he had yeah. a range of great ideas. Some people say. Yeah. So I've heard he people said, say. Now, he, technically, yeah. the bleach will kill the COVID right before it kills you. So, not wrong. Is all I'm saying. Not wrong. Well, if it kills you, yeah, then it kills COVID. The COVID yeah. in you will die. That's, so technically, that's MacArthur logic. It does yeah, work. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's a hero. Actually, you're you're just collateral damage. If the, if your goal is to kill the COVID, right. then you kill the COVID. Kill the people. Kill the COVID. Yeah. He um he utterly rejected any suggestion that his forces were engaged in a retreat. No. No, no. As yeah. uh, Chesty Puller said, said, we're just advancing in a different direction. <laughs> Yeah. I didn't put it in your butt. I aimed for the vagina, but in a different direction. That's what I'm going to tell Heather tonight. He was, uh, he, he got really angry at journalists who suggested that they were in a full flight retreat. He said they had no idea what they were talking about. It was a planned withdrawal. I always said we were going to get our boys yeah. home by Christmas. Yeah. I didn't say that we would have won the battle. I just said you'd yeah. be home by Christmas. So that's all I'm doing. Yeah. Look at look Hitting it up, quitting. people. That's what yeah, I say. Yeah. yeah. Look at the memo. Yeah. I just wrote it, but look at the memo. We're going to hit it and quit it. Go home by Christmas. I like this quote um, from one of the books. His flights of Olympian rhetoric contrasted ever more grotesquely 
with the reality of what was taking place within his command. Mm. Never before has the patience of man been more sorely tried, nor high standards of human behaviour been more patiently tried and firmly upheld during the course of the Korean campaigns, he wrote. Oh, everything is the extreme, the Mm. biggest, the greatest, the worst, Mm. the whatever. Oh, Mm. that's how he talks. Extremisms, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. This is the greatest yeah. operation that's ever been conducted by the greatest man who ever lived. That's right. I mean, he is a bit of a mixture of Trump and... Yes. Uh, who else? Who? Who? Trump and... Somebody who likes to fight. The bellicoseness. Yeah. Patton. There we maybe. go. There we I go. Trump and... Yeah. But Patton was good at it. Yeah. And, but who is to blame for all of these fuck-ups? It's Truman. Truman won't yeah. let me fight. He restricts me left and right. I could have this done by now, but that pussy American president is in my way. He called uh, Washington's refusal to let him take the battle across the Manchurian border mm-hmm. directly to China as without precedent in military history. He is being handicapped, an enormous handicap without precedent in military history. Yeah. I could do it all Mm. if they would just let me. Who does that sound like? Jesus. Yeah. Mm. Did did you see what Truman wrote? I don't know when Truman Mm -hmm. wrote this, but, uh, yeah, you want to give him Truman's reply? Yeah, well, Truman... Wrote, now no one is blaming General MacArthur, and certainly I never did, for the failure of the November offensive, but I do blame General MacArthur for the manner in which he tried to excuse his failure. Oh, there's a truth bomb. So, you, like, you failed. Right. And I'm not blaming you for it, yeah. but you failed. But all the words I'm that came I'm not saying after. that it's your fault. Right, right. But you, but you failed. It was And then you tried to make excuses fault. for your failure. Yeah. But I'm not saying <laughs> that. What I'm saying is all the lying that yeah. came after you failed. <laughs> that I can't, I can't stomach. Yeah. I'm not saying it was your fault, but it was your fault. <laughs> right. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. So if you could just take that. I'm not saying. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And shove it but I am. I'm not saying it's yeah. your fault, but I, uh, but, but I am saying it. Yeah. If yeah. you get what I, if you yeah. get my drift. Others here. have I'm said. I'm not saying it. Others have said. And I yeah. nodded my Others head. Others have said. Right. I've heard people say. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people are saying <laughs> that it's your fault. And I. I I'm not knew, saying it's your fault. I'm knew. just saying I agree I with those people. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> but I'm not saying. I never said it. I never said no. it. No. Yeah, I mean, some people might say yeah. that Truman, as the commander in chief, should be held responsible. Remember the guy with the sign that says "The buck stops here." Yeah, at his desk? huh? He was pointing at MacArthur, and this, uh, the sign was pointing at MacArthur. The the buck stops oh, I, I, over <laughs> there. I think he picked up that sign and threw it at MacArthur. I think that's actually what happened. Yeah, il denier le ferme qui, le ferme lì, not ferme qui, ferme lì. Il dinero ferma li, not qui. Not qui, li. Non qui, non qui, li. Yes. Qui, li. Si, li, we. Si. Si, mi, pi. Si, mi, pi. Right. Si, mi, pi. Where were we? British General Sir Robert Mansurg. Good name. Yeah. He met MacArthur in Tokyo around about this time, said that he found him intensely emotional. Here's what Sir Robert Mansurg wrote. At these times, he appeared to be much older than his 70 years. Signs of nerves and strain were apparent, 
And when he emphasised the combined efforts and successes of all frontline troops in standing shoulder to shoulder and dying, if necessary, in their fight against communism, it occurred to me that he could not have been fully in the picture. I cannot believe he would have made these comments in such a way. If he had been in full possession of facts, which I would inevitably learn later, that some Americans had been far from staunch. It occurred to me then, and was emphasised later, that the war in Korea is reproduced in Tokyo with certain emissions mm. of the more unpalatable facts. Yes. So there's the war, there's the actual fighting, and then there's the spin that's coming out of Tokyo. And like you were saying a couple of minutes ago, the every time MacArthur makes a statement, it's it's less detached from reality or more detached from reality. He's just making shit up as he goes along because you're right. He's trying to spin this. He's thinking about his place in history. He's thinking about what does it take to get the American people and IE Congress on my side so I can do what I want. And so I, I think he's just out and out lying. But remember, I said this a long time ago, MacArthur in some ways gets credit for military PR because no one really blew as much smoke up people's asses as MacArthur did. He had it down to a science, but for whatever reason, it's not quite working for him at this time. But he's trying. I don't know. Maybe uh, Sir Robert Mansurg's correct and and MacArthur's not um, aware of all of the facts. Right. Or, right. alternatively, maybe he's just a lunatic motherfucker. Well, he's 70. He's under a lot of stress. It, it is possible that he's... You know, having moments of um, non-compass mentis. I don't know. But but the point is, what, I hope it is something like that, because other than that, he is out and out lying to the American people, and he shouldn't be allowed to get away with that. Well, as we'll see over the course of the next couple of episodes, mm-hmm. you know, he does start to do some really crazy shit. <laughs> he turns it up um, to 11. Yeah. 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 In an interview with the US News and World Report in December 1950, MacArthur hinted that maybe he would drop nuclear weapons on China. <laughs> um, you know, here's the, uh, here's the dialogue. Uh, the question from the journalist was, uh, can anything be said as to the effectiveness or ineffectiveness of the bomb in the type of operations in which you are now engaged? MacArthur replied, my comment at this time would be inappropriate. Mm. The next question was, in the type of warfare now going on in Korea, are there large enough concentrations of enemy troops to make the bomb effective? MacArthur, my comment at this time would be inappropriate. (laughs) Now, I said that when the babysitter got pregnant. So that's a solid response. (laughs) But sometimes people can see through that. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. The fact that the babysitter was 73 (laughs) at the time is what shocked everyone and that it was your own... Auntie. I thought I was, uh, I, well, you know, keep it in the family. The family that mm. plays together stays together. But I thought I was safe not using, mm. you know, sex sans protection mm. because she was 73. The look on mm. my face when I found out I was going to be a father again, let me tell you. And you were like, didn't I? I thought I stuck it up your butt. <laughs> she goes, you did. And doctors are still trying to work that out. It's an anal baby. Fine. I said it. It's an anal baby. So, getting back yes. to MacArthur. Please, please, God, it's do. Butt baby. Please, please, God, do. It's a butt baby. It's a butt baby. You've heard of Bubble Boy? This is a butt baby. Yeah, <laughs> butt baby. 
Uh, now, when he says my comment at this time would be inappropriate, like, uh, yeah. you know, that's not a yes or a no, right? That's like, right. It, it's kind of a shh, shh, yeah, we, yeah. we can't talk about yeah. it, which is a suggestion that the bomb is it it's not you know if you go no nah, no nah, we're not no, gonna that's use crazy the bomb. bombs yeah, it's crazy we'd never a madman would use the bomb not me that's not what he's yeah, saying yeah yeah but he's not the only one suggesting they might use it as we mentioned back in 214 right. uh which is back in sort of april mm-hmm. uh at a press conference on the 30th of november Truman declared that the United States would take whatever steps are necessary to meet the military situation. A reporter said, will that include the atomic bomb? Truman said, it includes every weapon we have. Mr. President, you said every weapon we have. Does that mean there has been active consideration of the use of the atomic bomb? And Truman replied, there has always been active consideration of its use. God dang. Yeah. You know, I think... Um, you, you know, the, in the, the public version of the history around this, mm-hmm. what I've always understood is that Truman fired MacArthur because MacArthur wanted to use the bomb right. on China. Several times over. But, but yeah. as it turns out, Truman was also hinting that they would use the bomb. MacArthur was hinting that they would use the bomb. Yeah. So... Publicly, they were dangling this in front of China and I think Russia. Yes. To say, don't forget, just in case you forgot, we've got these bombs that can just blow lots of shit up and don't fuck with us or we'll use it. They're, they're throwing it out there yes. as an active threat. Um, now, Truman also yeah. at this time asked Congress to pony up an additional $18 billion for the Pentagon mm-hmm. for new military and atomic funds. That's how they're referred to in the press at the time. And he blamed Russia for the situation. And Russia, of course, are like, what the fuck did I do? What what have we got to do with it? I just woke up. I'm having my coffee in the glass with the metal handle. And no, wet me. Yeah. (laughs) For fuck's sake. Hmm. Everything's Russia's fault. But, and of course, the one person, not person, the one group of people who are not happy is Europe. Europe is getting nervous. All this nuclear, nuclear, nuclear talk, the Cold War tensions are rising up. It becomes a perfect storm. I think we've touched on McCarthyism, and we're obviously going to go into it later on uh, at some point, not here, but that's starting to ramp up as well. And so MacArthur's going off the deep end. Washington can't control him. He's talking maybe passively about using nuclear weapons. And Europe is like, one, you're going to forget us. Two, if you get bogged down, the Russians might decide to invade Europe and you won't be able to do anything about it because you're knee deep in Korea and we don't have the ability to defend ourselves. So for Europe, this is the absolutely worst thing that can happen. All this go, 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 gung-ho for war in Asia and not protecting Europe. Yeah, and and again, it reminds me of the situation in Ukraine Mm. and Europe and Russia today. Like, American adventurism in both situations led to this. So in in the situation with Korea, it was primarily the Americans who supported Syngman Rhee, supported the whole uh, elections in South Korea, Mm -hmm. fuck the unity agreement, the unification, we're just going to set this guy up. Right. Which which sort of led to the conflict, which then led to Europe being in this situation where they're like, fuck, we, we could end up in war again with Russia right. Alone. Um, as a result of this. Yeah. Alone, yeah, yeah, right. We're getting dragged into this mess yeah. that the US has created. Similarly, the whole situation today, 
you know, primarily the US uh, yeah. taking over Ukraine with a couple of coups, 2004, 2014. Americans talking about putting Ukraine into NATO uh, leads to this whole situation. And now Russia's fucked. You know, energy prices are going yeah. up, et cetera, et cetera. They're Europe losing is- gas. They're losing oil. Yeah. Uh, Europe's dragged into this yeah. because of American adventurism again. Anyway, this time, back in the 1950, the British, Attlee, still the PM, and Bevan, still the FM, Mm -hmm. are trying to make sure this doesn't escalate because, as you said, they don't want to get dragged into it. Also, they don't want the use of the bomb. I think everyone's horrified um, at the prospect of the bomb getting used again. Yeah. Um, but particularly in their case, as you say, not so much because of the death and destruction. New. They just know that, well, they, they believe that if the US used the bomb on China, then Russia will get involved mm-hmm. and they'll probably, you know, tack, they'll, they'll, take Europe they'll take Europe while the Chinese yeah. are fighting the US in Korea. Yeah. Um, and Atlee knew if the Soviets did attack, they would probably attack the US bases that were in the east of England, East Anglia. Right. So it's a funny story behind this. Uh, The the US government had agreed to allow US bases in the United Kingdom during the Berlin airlift. Right. But because they were the um, very much the junior partner in this whole relationship, uh, they had no say... Mm -hmm the UK, that is, over how the bases were to be used. It's like, sure, you can come and set up your bases on my soil. Um, Can can we have any oversight? (laughs) No. Fuck you. Input, limitations, anything. Fuck me. Thank you, sir. May I have another? So they could be used to launch a nuclear attack uh, against Russia. Right. Nothing the British can do about it. The Russians obviously know that these bases are in the UK. So, you know, they they could be launched. uh, It could could be an attack site. So if the Mm -hmm. US escalate things, it could have a direct and immediate consequence on uh, England. Right. So the UK, who started out as a partner in all of this on the nuclear side of things. Mm-hmm. Remember early on they were a partner. Now they have no veto over the use of the bomb. They don't have any say on whether or not the bombs can be launched from US bases on UK territory. Mm-hmm. They've really just been pushed to the side. They're very much the Ray Harris of the relationship, like the junior partner, no one takes seriously, no one really listens to. It's just there for appearance sakes. It's optics. Right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. no, 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 no. Partnership. I'm not doing it by myself. Yeah. i got yeah, a partner. No. Yeah, Love yeah, this guy. Yeah. No, look, there's a guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. The energy yeah, yeah. that he brings. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, man. I couldn't do it without him. Wouldn't want to do it without him. Fuck you. <laughs> What was I watching the other day? Shit, I was watching something with Chrissy. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, that guy is like Ray. Um, Penn and <laughs> Teller? Some fuck- <laughs> no, no, no. No, Teller's actually clever. Yeah. Um, oh, ow. Ow. Uh, yeah. Fucking, what was it? Oh, I can't remember. I hope you don't remember. It was, it was pretty funny, though. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah he's basically like Ray. Nailed it. He's my Ray. Nailed yeah. it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Ringer. Can't remember who it was now. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, 
Yes. So where were we? Where was I? Oh, yes. Yes, the, the U.S. of the junior partners. Yes. Now, Atlee, um, Atlee felt like the U.S. would unilaterally just start some shit <laughs> that He's would... He's not wrong. <laughs> ...that they get dragged into. Right. Now, Atlee was in favour of granting Beijing the Chinese seat oh, at the U.N. right. Of course, they, they, they're they not allowed in the UN at the mm-hmm. moment, Mao's China. Right. Um, and he was also in favour of reaching some sort of settlement regarding Taiwan. Yeah. Um, de-recognising Chiang Kai-shek and placing the island under a UN commission of some sort. Mm. His whole idea, Atlee's whole idea, and we've mentioned this briefly, but it's worth going over again. His idea was to try and... F- Get China in the friend zone. Yeah. So you can separate China from Russia. Brilliant. Now, again, making the fundamental mistake, even though, as I've said before, the British weren't really convinced about the whole Russia's the one driving China uh, theory that the Americans believed in. They were always calling a little bit of bullshit on that. But he was like, well, even if it is true, we should try and separate the two of them by giving China a little bit of what they want, you know, and we can make them happy and split them up. Yeah. Of course, the Americans aren't going to buy that. Truman doesn't believe that there'd be any opportunity to split the Chinese and the Russians. Right. Um, he was not only wrong thinking that China, uh, Russia, Moscow was driving Beijing, mm-hmm. but didn't think they could split them up. And he said he was in no mood to, quote, give in to that vicious government, which was actually the Russian government. Acheson said the Chinese communists were looking at the matter not as Chinese, but as communists who were subservient to Moscow. Oh, my God. So these guys were like, so just not only... Sorry. Yeah, not only just wrong, but... Dangerously wrong. Like... so wrong, and, and so just the, the racism inherent in this whole thing, mm-hmm. where they don't believe the Chinese could think for themselves right. about this, yeah. is, uh, I don't know, uh, yeah, it's but, astounding, yeah. really. So every time I hear one of Atchison's statements, I want to go, can you point to anything? I mean, what's your intel? Are you telling Truman what you think he wants to hear? I mean, what the fuck is going on? Because he's like wrong more than a few times and he's, he keeps hitting the same note as the Russians as the Russians and I'm like at what point do you go oh maybe it's not the Russians and so I, I would just love to know what intel he was getting because it was either manufactured or he was just pulling shit out of his ass well he's probably getting it from the CIA oh, primarily uh, right but Be- Smith. Beatle Smith yeah. and we know they're, they're completely fucking useless yes. <laughs> and <coughs> and they're wrong and right yeah, but it, it, it is stunning um, just how wrong they were, but how convinced they were that they were right. Yes, that's At scary. At least judging by hell. their statements. Just like Bush yeah. going yeah. into Iraq. But here's what gets me. The second nuclear weapons are it, it entered into the conversation, someone should be going, okay, okay, this shit's getting serious from now on. I want to hear facts. I don't. If you don't have them, say you don't have them. I don't want to hear your interpretation. I don't want to hear your crystal ball, whatever. This mm. is serious, but that's not what's happening. And they're going off of things that Atchison is saying. But the problem with both sides here, I mean, mm-hmm. Russians aren't really involved in any of this to any great degree, but we know that the problem right. on the, in the East and the West here is, is about both sides are convinced in their ideology. They're convinced that their ideology is correct. Yes. 
and and yes. they're like so from as I've said many times, like the the socialists, the communists are absolutely convinced that the West is going to try and take them down, mm-hmm. and they see everything through that lens. This is right. It's the problem with having an ideology first um, view of the world versus a fact based view of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, and and this is this sort of the topic of this new book I've been trying to write is when you have an ideology, when you have a particular worldview right. um, that you're committed to, that you've built your identity around, you, you tend to interpret events through that worldview as opposed to starting with the facts and letting the facts, letting letting your interpretation emerge out of the mm-hmm. facts. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and we see this happening all the time back then and, and we see it happening today in the world. People just get convinced about a narrative, a story that they have, and, and they fit all of the facts to the narrative. Right. They make it Same thing's going on here. They're just convinced that the Russians have to be behind it and facts be damned. Right, right? exactly. But again, nuclear weapons are involved, so it'd be nice if they slowed down a little bit, but not so much. Now, Atchison was also a little bit concerned about a war with Russia. He said war with China might be welcomed by Russia and it would be a bottomless pit which would bleed us dry. Yes. Yes. Uh, which was, you know, a bit of a preview for Vietnam mm-hmm. and then Afghanistan okay. exactly. and probably now Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, Atchison was convinced that the world stood at the brink and everything depended on the Chinese displaying restraint and limiting their military commitment in Korea, which luckily the Chinese did. Right. You know, Atchison was hoping for some kind of an unwritten agreement with the Chinese. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't want this to be public. Didn't want to. Didn't want to say it out loud. But right. what they was hoping for was that if Washington didn't attack Manchuria, Beijing wouldn't use its increasing uh, air power mm-hmm. to attack the UN forces in the still hiding out in the taint. Uh, of Korea, um, you know, if if you don't hit us hard, we right. won't hit you hard. Right. And I think the Chinese were thinking the same thing. Like, yeah, judging by the way they sort of pulled back and retreated, they didn't close the deal. They could have gone down and kicked the UN forces right out of the tank mm-hmm. if they wanted to. Yeah. And they, they would have taken losses, no sure. doubt. They already have. The U.S. forces were concentrated, yes. a lot harder to remove, and they've got air air support, etc. Right. But and, and, and naval support. Yeah. But if the Chinese really wanted to, they could have committed, you know, another million yeah. land Stored troops, and eventually yeah. would have been attrition. But they would have, you right. know, they probably would have lost five hundred thousand guys. But they could have probably pushed them out. But they didn't. Yeah. They pulled back. Um, the Chinese pulled back. And the UN didn't attack Manchuria, and he was hoping that that would hold. Mm-hmm. They would be able to just, and then figure it out from there. I guess right. uh, what they're going to do. But there's the wild. Card. Now the North Koreans yeah. and the sorry, go ahead. Yes, the North North Koreans and the Chinese um, not only lacked air support, and naval support, they also lacked basic small arms. There was a dispatch from Tokyo on February twentieth that said advancing UN troops 
picked up quantities of abandoned communist equipment, including 20 bamboo spears, mm. six feet long and tipped with eight-inch steel blades. It was estimated that about 20% of the Chinese Reds were armed with spears and no other weapon. Right. You're still getting your ass kicked, but okay, that's fine. Thank you for that interpretation. Is that like when the Germans said when they invaded Poland that the Polish sent cavalrymen against their tanks? I don't know how much of that to believe because the Germans were kind of lying. It was just to make themselves look good and the Polish look weak. And so, I mean, it can certainly be true. China is certainly struggling. But again, if I've got a couple million men with spears, I'm going to lose a lot, but I can still get the job done. So I'm not sure how much that helps the Americans. But it maybe makes them feel better that they're going up against a primitive group of people? Yeah, well, I think it, um, you know, might be might be trying to boost morale. But again, right. if I was an American soldier, having had my ass kicked by a bunch of people, you're now telling me all they had was spears, I'm not going to feel great. That's true. General That's Ridgway true. gave a press conference where he said, uh... In, in the year of our Lord, 1951, they attack our troops with these crude spears that were in style 5,000 years ago. <laughs> a spear um, in the gut is a spear in the gut. I don't give a fuck what year it is. You're going to bleed yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. But thanks. Anyway. But here you got a, a Christian general uh, leading a crusade against some godless <laughs> communists and oriental heathens. Right. Sneering at the inferiority of their weapons. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's it's uh, partly uh, maybe some sort of a, an attempt at a morale booster, but also it's justification for look where it, it's sort of where the white civilized Christian nations and we have to defend Korea against right. the yeah these 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 godless mm-hmm. heathens with their spears right. and you know it's yeah it is sort of a colonialist. White yeah. man's burden, sort of a view. We got to slap them down and then train them, teach them how to be proper people or something. Yeah, but of course, if they thought this through a little bit, mm-hmm. they probably would have realized that the Russians had a huge armament industry. Right. The Chinese had like five million men or so military in, in their age. army. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if the Russians were supporting the Chinese, they would all be walking around with brand new Russian weapons. Right. The fact that they're running around with improvised spears uh, tends to suggest that they're not getting armed by the Russians, right? Yes. That's going to. The Russians aren't involved. Exactly. Well, yeah. I mean, it doesn't fit my narrative. uh, So I'm going to ignore you, but you are right but I'm going to ignore you. Well, yes, they're ignoring the implications of their own narrative. And, of course, no, none of the journalists at the time were like, uh, sorry, General Ridgway, I've got a question. Follow-up. Uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but London's freaking out because they feel like they're going to be abandoned. And like you said a couple of minutes ago, Truman made that November 30th statement about we are considering all possibilities, all weapons, nothing's off the table. So Europe is like... And obviously, mostly London is going, oh, fuck, this is about to get bad. And the foreign secretary, Ernest Bevan, who you mentioned earlier, said publicly, look, I've got no clear idea of Americans and America's intention towards China or any other change in U.S. policy in the Far East. So the British are like throwing their hands up. I don't know what they're going to do. They're not listening to us. 
Mm. Yeah, and in all of the British cabinet debates about Korea, they never really talk about the Korean people. No. Um, Good point. It's to the British and I think to the Americans at the time, it's not really about the Korean people. Like this thing in Ukraine is not really about the Ukrainian people mm. and Ukrainian freedom and all that kind of stuff. Right. That's the that's the spin that is given. Personal interest. Uh, it's yeah. really it's a battle of East versus West yes. here for dominance yes. over the region and ultimately the globe. Was then, is right. now. Um, Ukraine is a proxy mm-hmm. battle between America and Russia. Korea was a proxy battle. The Americans thought, the British thought to a lesser extent, but still believe this to some extent, it was a proxy battle between the East and the West, right. between capitalism and communism. Mm-hmm. That's why we um, have to win. Yeah. Yeah, and, and we had to win, exactly. It, it wasn't really about what was best for the Korean people, you. just as it's not really about what's best for the Ukrainian people. It's just about we have to win. Because yeah. if we don't win, what does that say about us? Right. And how will our enemies uh, view us? Yeah. And how will the people back home view us uh, if we if we walk away from this? After we've been telling them, we need to spend all this money on NATO right. to defend against the godless communists in Russia. Uh, if we just walk away from a fight with the godless communists in Korea, uh, what does that say about you know Unac- what we're doing in Europe? Right, unacceptable. Even Churchill, yes, who let's face it is not one to shy away <laughs> from uh, a fight with communists. Or a bottle of wine. Go ahead. He stood up in the House of Commons and said, <coughs> The United Nations should avoid by every means in their power becoming entangled inextricably in a war with China. The sooner the Far Eastern diversion can be brought into something like a static condition and stabilized, the better it will be. Mm, it's turning into Yoda here. Yes, yes. Mm, brought- I love it. Brought into something, it will be. Mm. And they looked alike too, so it's all good. Go ahead. (laughs) For it is in Europe that the world cause will be decided. Mm. It is there that the mortal danger lies. Is that last sentence not racism? It's in Europe that the world cause will be decided. It's if the white whiteies survive or not. Versus someone who's not white. I don't know. I just maybe I'm reading too much yeah. into that. But uh, yeah. Anyway, mm. where were we? Uh, I think we know enough about Churchill. It's <laughs> probably some subtext it's in there. there. Yeah, it's in there. It's in. So Look, what's Atlee? Let's gonna, just yeah. worry about the white white what? people. Okay. Yes. So Atlee flies to Washington to try and make the case to Truman Damn that right. they should maybe back the fuck off a little bit, give China what they want, right? Um, or- try and end this uh, deal before it escalates further and, and ends up in a place that nobody wants. Right. But he leaves Washington feeling like he didn't get heard at all. Yeah. So this great partnership, relationship, friendship between these two nations... Mm-hmm. Really yeah. uh, has never, never really been 
that. Right. <laughs> it always gets portrayed as this great friendship. But a special really relationship, I think, is the words. Yeah, it's very special. <laughs> we tell you what to do and you fucking do With it if you know what's good for big you. Big smile on your face. Now, just real quick. Yeah. So we had a close working relationship with Stalin during the war. We had a close working relationship with uh, London during the war. Well, that war is over with. And so everybody's going for themselves. We don't have to go into the details because it's not pertinent. But during these series of meetings, there was some huge clashes of temper, of temperament, of words. I mean, it got nasty. And you're right, the British walk away going, I don't think we were able to shake Truman from his almost desire or whatever to escalate this thing. And so, yeah, the British feel like they failed. But some of their words did plant seeds in some of these Americans. And so it's going to take time. But yeah, I think that the British were like, well, we did everything we could. Hopefully the Americans aren't too gung-ho on pursuing this war. Yeah. I like, And the thing to understand about the American situation, too, is there was a range of positions mm-hmm. uh, inside of Washington, right. uh, uh, in the military as well as in the political class. You know, uh, some people wanted to just take the war to China. Fuck it. Let's yeah. go all in. Go, up. Um, <laughs> go deep. Balls deep. Others. Yeah. Others wanted to get out, but they wanted to get out and save face, and they were trying to figure out right. how to do that. Yeah. Meanwhile, politically, they've just had the midterms at the end of uh, the, uh, uh, the 1950s, mm-hmm. uh, end of 1950, mm-hmm. sorry, November 1950, right. um, which uh, uh, you know, didn't go well for the Democrats. Yeah. Um, they... they lost a bunch of seats. Democrats lost 28 seats to the Republicans mm, in the House damn. and five seats in the Senate. It was, um, yeah, yeah. F- politically, even after that, like uh, on the 8th of December, a Gallup, fo- uh, Gallup poll found 49% of respondents disapproved of Truman's leadership. Yes. And only 20% of those who had heard of Dean Acheson thought <laughs> well of him. Right. And I looked this up. I looked at, you know, 538 have um, charts of uh, mm-hmm. presidential approval ratings into their terms. And Truman's was one of the lowest yeah. on record. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's in his second term at this stage, but, uh, it, yeah. you know, he sort of inherited the first one and, and then he got elected. Um, but it's, it, you know, it's a very, very low approval rating. So people were not happy you know, I don't think he wasn't as low as Joe Biden is, but mm-hmm. he was low. You know, yeah. it was it was not Trump level lows either, but it was it was low. Yeah, compared to uh, most presidents in history at this point, so people weren't happy. He's fine. You know, we've said before, all politics are local. Right. He's he's, you know, he's worried as he's always been about how tough he looks. Uh, he so if they back if they pull out of this thing, it's not going well. Obviously, yeah. If they completely misread the situation in Korea, if they pull out uh, and wipe their dick on the curtains as they're leaving uh, uh, of the taint, right? Um, you know, it's going to give the Republicans ammunition to beat him up back home, and he's already pretty beaten up. Yes, back yes, home. Yes, the military. Yeah, so he's absolutely. in. He's in a tough situation. Yeah. The part that I found fascinating, and you might know more about this than I do uh, because you actually read, 
Um, I know the Republic, some of the Republicans are going, we should go all in on China. Let's go all in. We have, we have to use nukes if we just bomb the shit out of them, whatever. And some Republicans are like, fuck, this is not worth it. Let's get out. But the point is, even though that those are two very different ideas, they're, they're, they're firm in their belief. And then there's Truman going, well, let's, let's not rush too fast and let's see what happens and let's not push off China too much, but, but we could. And, and he's wishy-washy or he's perceived as being wishy-washy. What I really think he's doing is keeping his options open, which is commendable, but it's a wishy-washy feel to it, whereas the Republicans are being decisive no matter what they say. And so, yeah, they're able to uh, clean up in the, in the uh, elections because they're coming across as... They, they know what they would do. They're firm in their belief, whereas Truman's just trying to handle this thing and not let it get too crazy. And he's fighting MacArthur at the same time. But he does politically pay the price for more behind-the-scenes talking than talking to the American people. And I think to combat his uh, political weakness at home, on the 16th mm-hmm. of December, Truman declared a state of national emergency. That sounds good. Uh Yeah. Uh, Is the U.S. being attacked? Mm, No. Uh, Feels like it. Are they in a a massive war with a major foreign power? No. Uh, What's the national emergency? Well, he looks bad, really. Uh, That is an emergency. He did bad in the midterms. That's the uh, emergency, yeah. (laughs) But he had decided that they needed to hold on to Korea at this stage. To give up now would set a poor example of what it means to be a friend of the United States, he said. Yeah. And quietly, politically damaging back home, if you pull that. After the performance in the midterms, he just, that's when he decided, all right, yeah. we can't back down right. here. You know, it would be a poor example hmm. of what it means to be a friend of the United States if we pull out. What's, what's best for our friends Right. Is that we get them involved in a much longer war where and larger, potentially. many more of them yeah. die. Yeah. yeah. Let's get all get killed like, together. You know. Yeah. Yeah. If we're, well, mostly you though. But, <laughs> it, 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 you know, your homes are going to get destroyed. Your businesses are going to get destroyed. Your right. sons, daughters, children. Right. And like that's what friends do, right? That's what I don't friends know if you know this about for. friendship. I know you don't. Like me, you don't have any no, friends. No, I talk, I have That's puppet. why we're podcasters. I talk to a sock yeah, pub who yeah, jerks yeah, me off. Yeah, hey, yeah. That's different. Basketball. Right. Yeah. There we go. Let's not go into that right now. Yeah. But so, it, it, yeah. but but if you had a friend, you would know that the best <laughs> thing that you can do for your friends when they're in a tough situation is make it worse. If you ever see your friend's house on fire, what yeah, yeah. you should do is throw petrol on right. it as quickly as possible. Grab your gas can, run over. Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Not just a gas can. Like, get one of those planes right. that they use in bushfires right. to drop water, but fill it up with gas. <gasps> yes, and drop gas. Yes. on the fire right. and keep doing that. <laughs> Don't let up. Just keep doing it. Keep doing. It, keep For doing. Because the first time may not be enough right. to burn it, it down. Take. Yeah, yeah. You want to flatten then napalm right. the whole fucking. Right. Like that's if you've got a problem. I just want to come and just right. uh, vestadio yes. your with place, fire. burn yes. it all to yes. the ground. That's yes. the be- that's what I found. Burn it with fire yeah. is the best yes. way to deal with your problems right. in life. Now I know I don't have to explain the science of this to you, but I'm going to anyway because I love to be condescending. The faster the fire burns, the more intense it burns the less it actually destroys. So, yeah, you could put it out, but if you just get it to burn everything up really quickly, then it's over with. Mm. You're welcome. I, I don't know why you had the look yeah. on your face. Uh, what's left yeah. of your face? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
So throughout December 1950 and into the new year, there was sort of a groundswell of opinion in the United States that the armed forces should no longer be compelled to get beaten around by these dirty, dirty communists (laughs) if this could be prevented by the use of the bomb. Yeah. The national commanders of the four largest veterans organisations petitioned Truman to use, quote, such means as may be necessary to defeat the communists. On the 24th of December, Mm -hmm. MacArthur submitted a list of retaliation targets in China and North Korea requiring 26 atomic bombs. (laughs) I'm sorry. He wanted to drop 26 atomic bombs. For sake. He wanted to drop four on North Korea. Right. And the rest uh, in Manchuria and China. Right. Do we have so 20, 22? Uh, I think you probably did have quite right. a few by this yeah. stage, 1950. You've been building them for five years at this stage. I right. think you had a nice little case of bombs. <laughs> but at the same time. <laughs> right. At the same time, the Chinese entrance into North Korea sort of forced Washington to give up on this idea of a unified non-communist Korean state. They were willing to consider some sort of peace proposal restoring the pre-war status of the two Koreas if they could find a way to do that that wouldn't be politically damaging Back right. home. Now, of course, MacArthur's not going to like this idea. New. MacArthur doesn't want peace. New. MacArthur wants victory. Yes. Yeah, he's like, dude, this is probably my last hurrah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not going out. Yeah. I'm not going quietly on this. I want, <laughs> just, uh, you know. Just give me the 26 nuclear This is my last chance. Bombs. Yes, I want everybody yeah, that's all I'm asking for. to remember. My, yeah. You know, let's not call them nuclear bombs. I don't bombs. ask for let's much in the, this world. Exactly. Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't, I don't ask for much in this world, Just, Mr. President. All I want 26. is 26 nuclear bombs. That's all. That's all I'm asking for. Right. Yes. Like, come on. That's right. My last, my last, and then I'll quit. I want it to go down in the, yeah. in the uh, what do you call it, the urban dictionary. They were MacArthur'd. When we nuke somebody in the future, because yeah. there's going to be, I, they yeah, were yeah, MacArthur'd yeah. Up all over the place. Oh, we MacArthur'd right. the fuck out of them. Yeah. <laughs> 20... He probably said that with a straight face. You sure that wasn't a typo? Are you sure it's two, six? Maybe it was two or six. No? Two or two to six. Yeah, <laughs> two to six nuclear bombs. No. No? 26 nuclear bombs fuck. he wanted. Like, what would that do to the me. atmosphere? Not, not good. Not cool. What about the fishies? What about the trees? Never mind. I'm just... Talking doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Not his no. problem. Someone else's problem. <laughs> but he is going to live until 1964, so MacArthur's got another 14 years, but maybe his brain has already checked out. I have no idea. Meanwhile, Atchison is saying, our great objective must be to hold an area to terminate the fighting, to turn over some area to the Republic of Korea and to get out. Right so that we can get ahead with building up our own strength and building up the strength of Europe. He speculated that they might have a ceasefire around the 38th parallel. The Allies thought this was a great idea, except South Korea. Syngman Rhee, not happy with this idea. He wants to control the entire country, of course. I want it all. Um, A January 1951 opinion poll found 49% of Americans believed that the U.S. entry into Korea had been a mistake 
and 66% believe that the US should now abandon the peninsula. Wow. That's amazing. Now, yeah. well, yeah, so, uh, you know, if you believe that poll, Truman had the support of the people to just pull out. Yes. And, you know, strike some sort of peace deal, but he doesn't do it. No, no. His, as I said way. before, he was convinced that they needed to win and yeah. he believes that they can win, particularly after he gets a report, as we'll talk about probably in the next episode. But, um, you know, there was an opportunity here, according to these polls and, and Asherson's uh-huh. um, vision for what they could do here. They could have pulled out at the end of 1950, right. early 1951. Chinese were holding back. There was an opportunity here to strike a peace deal, negotiate something. They could have got Syngman Rhee in line, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But as we'll see in the next episode, they chose not to do that right. and push on for at least another couple of years. An iron curtain has descended across the continent. 